Jen? Yes? You're a diamond. <laughs> I am so happy to be a pearl. You know, I think I'm a pearl-encrusted diamond. Ooh. You mean a crust, pearl-encrusted with diamonds? Yes. Or pearl? It's a large pearl with diamonds, oh. small diamonds around it. You can do that. Yeah, I think so. This is an episode about finding joy. I'll talk about the difference between happiness and joy, explain why I choose joy, and why I think it's important and possible for all of us to find it in ourselves. If you feel happy, this will bring you further down your path to joy. And if you are, well, not happy, this will shine a light on your potential for future happiness and joy. Here we go. Oh, hey. Welcome to the home studio of Jen Gotch. Host of Jen Gotch is okay sometimes. The most highest ranked podcast ever by Dr. Jamie 14. He thinks it's his favorite podcast. I'm just going to say it. I know it seems braggadocious, but I'm just telling you what I've heard. One of the things that Dr. Jamie loves so much about this podcast is, well, he likes a lot of things. I got distracted. Oh boy, ADD. Can't even look out a window in this place. You got dogs barking, cats meowing, birds chirping, the breeze going gently through the leaves. All I have to do is look in the wrong direction and I'm totally gone. They should blindfold me and put me in a soundproof box and then you would get the podcast of your dreams. But right now we're talking about my dad's dreams. And you know what he said? He called me after one of the last ones. I think it was the what I did to feel better, but I can't remember now. And was like, I really love this off-the-cuff style of this one. It was just very like you were just like talking. It seemed very natural. And I was like, well, I kind of do that for all of them. He's like, this one just felt like even more so. And it made me think, I've been, this podcast, although obviously I would not trade it for the world, has been a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And that has to do with the ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous expectations I put on myself to not only be amazing out of the gate, it's something I've never done before, but to get better every week. And... That's just not going to happen. But when I started, it felt and and honestly, I'm going to say this and you you probably I don't know, you might not feel this way. I think I think most of my feelings about the podcast have to do with how it feels to create it and not about like the f- the final product is great because there's some fucking talented ass people working on that. <laughs> the part where I where I sit here and try and record something and um, fighting with that voice in my head like I'm doing right now about that I should just shut up is what's hard. And so one of the ways I tried to mitigate that a little bit was to try and prepare. So to create, you know, I would create these folders with all these references and I would, I even got to a point where I was almost like writing out the episode, which I never ended up reading because the whole point is for me to just talk. But preparing became over-preparing. And then 
that's hard and it takes a lot of work. And I have two other jobs. <laughs> for someone who didn't work for a long time, I've really gotten myself into something. And so I don't know that that that's serving the purpose. And, you know, the whole point of me going into this was like, I feel like I just have thoughts and insights and some wisdom because I'm older and I've been paying attention for a long time and I've been working on this stuff. And to create like a thesis for each episode maybe um, would be great if I didn't have anything else to do, but maybe is overworking something, which I which I feel like just is important for me to say because feel like the things that I do to torture myself are things lots of people do to torture themselves, but they just, they're never outside of their own head. And, and part of what I feel like I've been able to be for people is their thoughts externalized. And, and so I'm saying it because maybe we're all doing some of that as we strive for greatness and, and personal betterment. And maybe it doesn't have to be that. And, and so, so I'm sure the, I, you know, I do it both ways. I think what happened though, what I was going to say is like, I just, I find myself half working halfway through an episode and then getting stuck because it's like a lot of homework and I want to get it right. And then I want to get it more than right. And then I want to get it perfect. And then I'm trying, striving for something beyond perfect. And it just doesn't make any sense. And I think like some of the value is lost because the other thing is like, I just want to feel like we're talking. Like I, like I wish that I could sit and have conversations with everybody. And mostly you would just sip on a drink while I talk until I'm blue in the face. And you're thinking like, can I get a fucking word edge in edgewise? And I'd be like, no, cause I'm talking. And so I just figured I'd talk about something that came up for me this week and something that I've been thinking about a lot and allude to and a lot of in a lot of the podcasts I've done, I've talked about it a little bit, but you know, it kind of the, the idea of happiness and, and there's also this idea of happiness versus joy, which was one of the podcast episodes that I was working on because as I've been reading about happiness and joy, I've realized that sort of by definition, there's a distinction between the two and that happiness traditionally is more of weighted on an outcome and and on something external. And joy is feeling good about who you are and where you are at any time. It's internal. So happy equals external, joy equals internal. Now that said, and 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 the more I've read, I'm like, oh my gosh, the a huge, huge distinction between the two. The problem is not everyone makes that, like identifies that point of distinction. And even for me at Bandeau, you know, we have one of the happiest brands on the planet. And um, I've been really working since we started the whole mental health conversation or to be a part of that conversation. You know, I really wanted to do a better job of articulating what we stand for as a brand beyond just the idea of like elation and fun, um, which is very important, but we stand for a lot more than that. And so I really started digging in on happiness and joy. And I wanted to be like, we can't ever say we're at the, you can find us at the intersection of fun and happiness because I'm like, it's joy that we're trying to promote, not happiness. Um, but here's the thing. I'm just going to talk about what I'm going to talk about is joy but I'm sometimes going to say the word happy, and I'm so sorry for that. There, 
you know, in the English language, I feel like they're kind of interchangeable, but, but let get to the point, Jen. And I was like, this might be a nice little quick digestible one, just a little happy, happy, joy, joy for, for your week. Um, and food for thought more than anything else. But so in the untethered soul, um, which is a book that I recommended in my books, books, books episode, which is not called books, 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 because we had to give it a more intelligent title. <laughs> but it's probably like books I've read that I thought you would really like, volume one or chapter one or something like that. One of my biggest takeaways from that book was a topic or a theme that he sort of plays into for a lot of the book, but at one point really just says it flat out. Like, we have one decision to make as humans with minds, and that is we can decide to be unconditionally happy or not. Just think about that for a minute. It's up to you. It That's speaking to perspective. That's not about any that. So he's saying happy, but I think he means joy because, because it's basically saying you are in control of that and if you decide to make it conditional so that it's reliant on an experience, a person, an outcome, or anything that lies outside of you, you've just added risk to your own happiness. Like, you can't control that. You There's one thing you can control, and it's it, your commitment to your own joy. And that doesn't mean that shitty things won't happen to you all the time, maybe. Big ones, little ones. Uh, maybe it's just somebody cutting you off in traffic. Uh, and I know a lot of people that get really unhappy about that. It seems like I get unhappy about that. If you're Christina Winkleman and you're driving in the car with me and you know I like to just like really give it to people. But I don't like give people the finger or anything. I just think it's funny to like be like, oh, whatever, jackass, sure, come right in, da, da, da. But, but honestly, it, do, it does not make me mad, I swear. I'm pretty, I'm pretty committed to being happy, and I'm also pretty aware, at least more so in the last year, but I feel like I've always been sort of protective over my emotions, but I'm pretty aware when I'm letting something else control that emotion in particular because I cherish feeling happy and joyful because I've spent a lot of time not feeling happy and joyful. And some of it has to do with external things, um, heartbreak over loss, over divorce, over a, a business thing, a financial thing, a friendship ending, how I looked, how I felt, something I wanted that I didn't get, something I got that I didn't want. <laughs> and then there's just the idea of being unhappy because of a chemical malfunction in your brain. Honey book. Do you remember Honey book? I've told you about Honey book. I feel like Honey book, had I had it in the early days of Vando, would have brought me a lot of joy and a lot of happiness. It's a purpose-built business management platform for creative small businesses. So let's say you're a photographer, a designer, an event professional, any kind of solopreneur or creative entrepreneur. 
it will help you save, I, I'm going to estimate millions of hours a year, but I also don't know how many hours are in a year. I think they would probably say hundreds, if not thousands. There's so many time-saving aspects to HoneyBook that will streamline your all of your processes. I cannot. I I think I've said this before, but I want. I actually want to just go back in time so that I can start Bando over with HoneyBook. Does anyone out there have any access to any kind of time travel? Please help me. And I know lots of you have small businesses out there, so let me encourage you to check this out. And can you imagine that I might have something special for you? Well, if you've imagined that, let me show you that you've manifested your dreams to come true. And here it is. For a limited time, JGOK listeners can get 50% off the first year of HoneyBook with promo code you guessed it, JGOK. HoneyBook memberships include unlimited access to all features at one low monthly price. Woo! So go to HoneyBook.com today and use promo code JGOK to get started. Again, that's HoneyBook.com, promo code JGOK. Go get them, tigers! <laughs> And so I was talking about, I was encouraging my friends slash audience. I never know what, the the people that watch my Instagram stories, I was encouraging them. We were having a rough day and I just saw, I think sometimes on social media when I see people getting frustrated with something that that I actually think doesn't deserve it, I see their unhappiness and and their discontent. And so I wanted to say, hey, I learned this thing, which is we have a choice. We absolutely have a choice whether we're going to be happy or not. The choice that I, that I referred to earlier. And a couple people messaged me and were like, that's so discouraging. How can you say that having been through all of these issues with mental health um, and knowing that you can't control it? Um, how could you say that? Because then now you've given me something else to feel bad about. And I was like, hmm, how could I say that? And like, is that bad? And then sometimes, honestly, this is the strangest thing. And if you're someone who has done some healing or have, has maybe been able to get some or all of your mental health issues under control or to a place where it's manageable, I get worried that I forgot how it feels to feel that way all the time. And like, will I still be an effective advocate for people that are suffering with mental health issues? And that's a weird thing to be plagued by when literally I have spent the last almost 25 years actively trying to feel better, to figure out what's going on. And then obviously the last couple of years, really, really digging in and working, especially on the depression part of my bipolar disorder, my anxiety that really was getting out of control and, and my ADD, but the depression 
the depression and anxiety, I think, are what people connect to me most for. And like to hear someone feel that way due to something I said. At first, I was like, man, am I that much better that I actually didn't even consider that like there may be times where I can't find that? And then I sort of dug in and I just want to challenge us all to, and even for myself, because I still have down days. I don't have them as much and they don't feel as much of an impending doom as, as they used to, but I can still wake up with depression. I mean, in the last two months, I've definitely had probably four days of that, which may not sound like a lot, but it's not great to just wake up feeling sad and slow and not wanting to face anything out of nowhere when, when you can't look externally and find the reason. Um, but Knowing that it was my choice that how whether I was going to feel okay and and feel happy and put some distance between how I feel inside, not in my brain, but how like my inner peace. <laughs> Sometimes I sound funny, but it's just where I am. I'm just being I'm just being me. So so there. Connecting to that. I'm able to experience the sadness, that neutrality <laughs> of, of that state and also know that it's okay and that my truest self that lies outside of my brain, that is more my soul, is okay. And we all have that. And it's just finding the right people, the right words, um, the things that resonate with you that help you to connect to that. And so that you can feel both because what anyone that I have read or listened to that, that talks about that is that it doesn't, joy doesn't mean <laughs> like nothing bothers me. It's it's that you can experience pain and still be okay and know that that your your pure version of yourself is not affected by that. That so much of that is is in our mind and in our brains and that that's just a function of being a physical body on planet earth. But that part of us that's our soul is connected to an energy that actually is all about peace and joy. I can't even believe I'm saying this. I'm actually kind of scared to say this because I feel like for a lot of people it might be like, Ugh. but I just want to start talking about it because it's honestly the thing, this type of thinking is honestly the thing that has changed me the most. Now, taking care of myself and seeing doctors and and getting medication and doing everything I do that I talk about all the time now, like a fucking broken record, certainly sets me up to be strong and to dig in deeper to some some of these more like philosophical, um, you know, spiritual type things. But the re reading about this stuff and, and understanding about energy and really like who we truly are. So like, my personal path to enlightenment is is what has had the most profound effect on me. So 
I'm not going to not talk about it. And I'm, and I really want to actively find ways to talk about it that are relatable and easy to understand. So any suggestions you have, I'm totally open to it. And honestly, if there were ever a time that I could use encouragement to say, Hey, we get it. We want to hear more, or I don't understand, but I like you. And I feel like you say lots of other things that resonate with me. So this is why this doesn't make sense to me. Please, JGOK at Bando.com or on Instagram or whatever. Stop me in the street if you see me and make sure you give me a hug too. That would really help because I think it's important. And and honestly, the more I've talked about it just with, with my friends and people I know, it's there's a consciousness that's happening where people are starting to um, to identify that, that there is truth in that. And that's how the, that's how we're all going to change as individuals and as a society. And now is a super challenging time. And, and for so many, uh, especially if you're, if you're the type of person that likes to watch the news, no matter what side of any issue you're on, it's a, it's a really hard time. And it, and so what better time than now to find that power and strength within yourself so that you can feel connected to it and feel more equipped to possess joy in and amongst sadness, challenges, and all that other crap. And that's what I want to say about that. There are a million ways that you can work on it. Maybe I'll do a follow-up episode. Maybe I'll sneak it into every episode from here on out. I mostly want the people that that listen to this podcast that are suffering to know that I don't want you to see this as me being tone deaf to how you feel because I really did give that some thought. I want you to know that I'm championing this because I know it's possible and I know it's a huge part of healing. And if you're not feeling able to deal with that right now, you don't have to. You go easy on yourself, but just check in with yourself and see, could I find that? Could I find a little light in myself, just a little, little flicker in and amongst the darkness that I can think about when I go to sleep and try and fuel it. And maybe it's a little bigger the next day. And maybe it's a little bit bigger the next month. And maybe it burns brighter until it's all you see. And that sounds fucking wild, but I'm telling you it can happen. And, and I will reiterate that I think it's important to have a holistic approach to wellness. And so I don't think this cures everything, but Man, does it help. So just try and know that anything I ever say is literally meant to help you succeed because I feel like that's what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm going to do it. Now I feel like I'm supposed to go make some spaghetti because I need to carb load before I take my tennis lesson. Okay, go find yourself some joy. You don't, you can lay in bed to find it. It's inside of you. Okay. That's what she said. Bye.
Thank you for listening with an open mind and an open heart. I know for many, the concept of finding and embracing joy might feel daunting, and I totally get it. I've been there. So as someone who has found their way out, let me encourage you to give it a try, even if it's for a week, and just see what happens. Here are a few simple things you can try. One, make the conscious decision to choose happiness. Two, Each day, find a way to feel and express gratitude. And yes, sometimes it is hard to find something to be grateful for, but if you dig deep enough, you can. Three, disconnect with thoughts, things, and people that absolutely do not bring you joy. And instead, fill yourself with people and experiences that do bring you joy. And more than anything else, remind yourself as often as possible that joy is something that already lives inside of you, no matter how buried it feels. It's in there and it's ultimately up to you to find your way to it. Okay, you can do this. Happiness and joy, here we come. What do you know about the after show? It's the JGOK after show. You don't know about the after show, but it's the show after the show after the show after the show. And on today's after show, I am sitting under the covers in my hotel in Bowling Green, Kentucky, because I thought the audio quality might be better this way. And also it's a little bit cold out. Joy. Hey, Joy Cho. This isn't about you, but every time I say the word joy, I think of my friend Joy. But I want to tell you about another friend. I want to tell you I'm in love. I'm in love with Ingrid Fatel Lee. I'm sorry if that's not how I say your name, Ingrid. Well, I know your name is Ingrid, but I never asked you your maiden name, how to say it. Anyways, Ingrid's TED Talk on the aesthetics of joy that Allie LaBelle sent me because her mother, Joan LaBelle, sent her. Shout out to Joan! Really changed my perspective on a lot of things. I cannot remember if I said this in in the episode, but since I've recorded the episode, I got to meet Ingrid, which was amazing. She actually came to Bandeau and did a workshop on joy that was incredible. And she wrote a book called Joyful that you can read, that I am reading, and that I will most definitely include in my next books, books, books wrap up. But I wanted to just say hi, say I love you, Ingrid. You're phenomenal. You're so smart. I'm so glad I got to meet you. I'm so grateful that you came to Bandeau, and I wanted to make sure that everyone that listened to this podcast knew about you. And now they do. Cool. I'm out from under the covers because it got too hot in there. Hope everybody's having a good week. Bye.